Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 10 albums. The soundtrack of your life. Most influential game-changing albums that you can think of. Market for artists, whereby you know people can like actually get compensated fairly for the stuff that they've done. You know, and yeah, I don't know, like right thing, wrong reason. I'm not really sure where I necessarily fe- fall on that, but like usually I'm on the side of like artists getting paid what they what they deserve. You know what I mean? Sure. And yeah, to see these massive payouts is like, that's awesome. That's great. Cause uh, yeah. like, as we were talking about, you, actors get these huge paydays, you know, like even TV actors now, like athletes and all that. But yeah, you don't, uh, I mean, you never hear too much of like, you know, this musician, like other than, you know, they said it used to be the metric would be like, he sold, you know, this band sold 10 million records in the, in the year, mm-hmm. but like you don't even have that anymore. So like, there, it, you no. don't you don't hear that kind of thing, right? You never hear like you know, like um, you know, whoever Taylor Swift made, you know, twelve million with a deal with whoever. Like yeah, you just that, that kind of stuff never doesn't get revealed from musicians really. So it no. is it is good that like you know some of the biggest names are attached to these huge, you know, huge contract or not contracts, but you know, what I mean? like a huge transactions, I guess. Yeah, for sure, it is good. Well, I was kind of wondering too, like. You know, I didn't have a chance to really talk about this in the podcast, but I was kind of wondering too, like if there's a way to like almost like start like a, like a like a new method for like breaking bands this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if you, yeah, if sure. like, like if we as like unknown musicians like went to one of these companies and was like, we'll sell you, you know, like the first five albums that we made together, and like no one knows who we are, but like see if you don't like the songs and see if you can't think of like something to do with them, and then they go on to put them in like co- commercials, appealing to people like the fucking you know how the hipster crowd is like cannot yeah. possibly be obscure enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and they're gonna be immediately yeah. skeptical of corporations like using like classic songs like Dylan in in advertising, right? You know, what I mean? but if you have like a fucking catchy song that like you have no idea what it is. Yeah, you know, that might actually be a way to like sort of like generate interest in bands that are relatively unknown and possibly generate like wealth for them as well. And then like if that goes on to be a hit, uh, or if they start to be like if people start to be interested in the band, like you know, then all of a sudden like you're generating all different kinds of revenue again, and it almost kind of like snowballs. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah, yeah. And I wonder if there's a way to like actually like like get people like scouting music for these companies like that way you know like deliberately scouting unknowns to see if there's a way to like tap into like hidden markets effectively and consequently like maybe inadvertently but like nonetheless kind of like breaking the band in a way that like bands don't usually get broken you know what i mean right yeah no that's a definitely a cool thought i'd never definitely didn't think of that uh that aspect of it yeah that's kind of the other side of it the uh you go from like the bob dylan to like the opposite side of the spectrum like of the unknown right yeah yeah like you definitely don't know this band. That's yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's definitely going to appeal to like a certain kind of like listener, especially someone who's li- looking for something kind of like more authentic. You know what I mean? For sure. 
and it'll totally fuck with people. Like the idea that like you've got a really authentic thing happening in an ad for an evil corporation will make people just sort of be like, yeah, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Am I about to actually go find out who this band is because I heard them in an ad for fucking laundry detergent? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. One of the other things that we didn't unpack as much as well, it's, yeah, it, it, I, I guess it's kind of getting into a little, little more of like the woo-woo. Yeah, just like the, the philosophical. I guess we kind of touched on it though. Like who, what are, what are we talking about? Like who, who actually, um, you know, I guess, yeah, what does this mean? Is it, it's, is it, to me, like the initial thought was like, it's kind of like the, uh, the modern equivalent of like the selling your soul to the devil, like kind of like the Robert John, like a deal, like a Robert Johnson deal or something like yeah. that. Which yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah, we kind of touched on it, though. In, 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 and in a way, I think that's true. But in a way, it's almost, it's almost like doing a deal with the devil the other way as well. Because like these corporations, mm-hmm. and I just like, like I, I almost kind of thought of it as like, okay, like so you own the most library books, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's great, um, but like, like how do you plan to monetize that? Like outside of like charging people. <laughs> outside of charging people to go to the library like every time yeah. anybody wants to fire up a song that you own you know even in the comfort of their own home it's going to cost them a quarter or whatever right but right like, right no one's going to tolerate that no one's going to go in for that people have got recordings of these songs of their own that they don't have to pay for anyway you know and so in the meantime like what do you actually own like what do you like i know that you're making money off of it like i know that there's a revenue stream there but like it's we're talking about information really right yeah and like yeah. i i believe information should be free you know what i mean like the way that the way that you pass information along like okay you're going to pay money for a newspaper right but like the information contained in the newspaper is free like that's you're not being charged to to have that information and to take that information in and i kind of view music as the same way like you can't really you can't really own music any more than you can own information. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You can you can own the thing that the information is encoded into or transmitted in, but you can't really own the information itself, right? Right. And that's kind right. of what I was talking about when I was saying that like Dylan still owns the songs. Like, sure. Regardless of what anybody says, he he wrote the songs, he performed the songs. The songs are his. He is the author. You know, yeah, that's right, um, and that's never going to change, and that can't really change, even if we wanted it to, which I don't think enough of us ever would for it to to matter. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess that's the uh, the all yeah. The end of the day, uh, the creator is still uh, yeah. That can, that's the one thing. Like the source can't be changed, regardless of no. Yeah, no. Most most copyright laws that I'm that I understand, and I know it gets a lot more convoluted than this, but like the spirit of most copyright laws is. Uh, like, can you verify that a person created the thing? Right. And if so, how do you prove that? And usually that requires a witness. And if you've got a witness and a valid claim through that witness that you created a thing, then the thing is yours. Like, it's, it's under copyright to you. And it doesn't really matter. Like, you can go and sell that copyright like they've done. Mm, but mm-hmm. like nonetheless the spirit of the law basically says like did you create the thing and can you prove it through you know someone else verifying that they saw you do it right and yeah. that that happened like i mean he did create those things he does have a legitimate claim to them and we all saw like we all saw it wasn't just like one person like <laughs> yeah we all saw him do it you yeah. know what i mean yeah and so 
that doesn't that doesn't ever go away. Like that's part of history now. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> And, you know, I, I would like to think that, like, a couple hundred years from now, if somebody's sitting down to learn Blowing in the Wind, they will learn it as a Bob Dylan song and not a UCMP Corporation song. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, can you imagine if there's, like, enough time has elapsed and it's, like, yeah, a hundred years from now and they produce, like, a guitar chord book and it's, uh, yeah, Blowing in the Wind and it's got, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of, like, <laughs> Scotia Bank. By, yeah, yeah. by hip, hip, hypnosis. Yeah. Uh, music corporation limited or whatever the fuck right that right and then yeah, yeah they just like just don't even have them factored in in the credits yeah exactly yeah it seems it seems impossible though i mean even even if they put a book like that out uh and you learned the song someone would tell you that like it wasn't actually originated with the corporation it was by this guy named bob dylan and you should fucking go check yeah. it out like yeah. you know i guess I was, I was just kind of thinking too like wasn't back in the day like specifically with Bob Dylan, I remember watching that documentary, the, uh, I think the Scorsese one, the no direction home, mm. um, or don't look back. What? No, it's no direction home. Um, which and, I haven't seen by the way. Oh man. It's, it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. You gotta, it's a must watch. It's okay. basically, it's basically based around like when he started converting to like, uh, electric and all that. And right. So those, everything surrounding that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, even back then, like I think back in like the early '60s, there was a lot of like there'd be like the songwriter, and he'd send it out, and there'd be so many different uh, performances of the same song, right? There'd be like the Beach, you know, not the Beach Boys because they wrote their own stuff. Bad example, but you know that Beach Boys kind of style of like a Bob yeah. Dylan song. And then there'd be like a, you know, like the the lady that would sing the you know the woman doing the Bob Dylan song, and so it was yeah. it was more about like a song. And then they'd just give it to like five or six different artists to try. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess in a sense, like certain experiments in, in this kind of thing is, have happened before, right? And Yeah, um, totally. Before uh, artists became, you know, uh, the draw, I guess. Like before the song was kind of, it, it would always lead with the song or the hit more so than the, uh, the performer. But then, yeah. it, uh, you know. I think with the Beatles and certain other performers, that's when it's really started. Okay, well, now people are more interested in the performers almost than the song, or at least it was, you know, neck and neck and Elvis yeah, well, and that, that kind was, of stuff, right? Yeah, and that was basically the thing that the Beatles kind of changed about music is that, like, you you could you could reasonably expect to perform your own songs after they started doing it, right? Right, yeah. Whereas before, as you were saying, like, there would be all these people who would like write songs and generate songs, but they wouldn't necessarily perform them. They would often give them to other people to perform. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, always a, yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting history. Music history is, uh, uh, yeah, history. And just when we're talking the business of music, just the overall history is, as well as just like, so fascinating and just so different yeah. than any other form of, uh, of art or just anything or entertainment. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and American music in particular, you know, like like just that that part of human history like where you take like you know, the blues forward basically, right? Like Yeah, yeah. stuff stuff that like legitimately originated in the United States um and came out of like like a unique sort of like I guess you couldn't say like cultural exchange because it wasn't specifically that. I mean, there was a lot of like <laughs> intellectual theft and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that going on as we've seen but like nonetheless like you know there was a unique moment kind of in history that only that only really could have come out of 
um, you know, like post Civil War of the United, United States, and you know, from that kind of like time forward, like the blending of cultures, like brought something into being that like just yeah changed music completely and has kept changing music completely like like ferociously as as though it was the first time it was ever happening like over and over again decade after decade like basically like right up until now you know yeah and to see how like the blues like spiraled into like all these different styles of music you know it's really interesting to think about and to watch for sure yeah yeah no kidding yeah and yeah, exactly. Like you say, the most sort of the most like borrowed slash plagiarized slash, you know, um, you know, like all those kind of like, I, I guess the darker side of, uh, of, but I, to a degree, I think it's, it's, uh, as long as I, I yeah, it's always, it's always kind of hard to know where to draw the line with that kind of thing too, where it's like, if it's being bored or you're sort of like, it's a tip of the cap to like your mentor or something like that. There's, there's that, but then there's like the, you know, we pointed out with Jimmy Page, right. Where he just like would literally like rip, yeah. rip a man off as even his guitar tone, even like the, uh, like the, the song titles that are like very similar to. Yeah. 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 So yep. I mean, it's like, and then, you know, and then just like carry on. Like it was like, like it was his, right. There's just yeah, a, such true. a varying degree of like borrowing. There's borrowing and there's tip of the cap. There's sort of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then there's this straight up, like just, you know, basically yeah. plagiarism and not getting caught for it. And like, there's nothing more rampant than that. Like, I mean, there's like such, so much stuff that protects, uh, you know, um, I guess like in the, like when you're writing books or passages or that, and you really have to reference everything. It's so yep. well protected that way. Whereas with music, it's kind of like, yeah, not so much. Yeah. Beg, borrow, steal basically. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. And that really seemed to be like, that's, that really seemed to be Jimmy Page's approach in a lot of ways. It's just like, I'm going to steal this because I think I can get away with it. Yeah. Like this guy, so much less known than me that even, even if he finds out that I took it from him, which he did like Bert Janch, like, <laughs> yeah. Would, would run into Jimmy Page, like, around London or where. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And just be like, you took my fucking music. And he would just be like, let me buy you a drink. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me buy you a drink. And there's nothing he could do about it. Like, he didn't have enough money to sort of, like, bring a suit against Jimmy Page. I think back then, like, the idea of, like, law and music intersecting was still sort of kind of new. You know, like, there weren't people doing, like, the suing and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. The blueprints for that hadn't really been established yet. Right. And so he just had, he just had to eat it basically. And Jimmy Page yeah. basically like was kind of like, well, you know, like I'm 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 gonna be in one of the biggest bands in the world. I already kind of am. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just some guy. So <laughs> yeah. like, what are you gonna do about it? Basically. Yeah. Right. You should be flattered. <clears throat> and kind of did the same thing with some old blue standards and stuff as well. And like they sold yeah. Little Richard's lyrics for Boogie with Stu, and like Little Richard's estate kind of got after them and shit. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't but know. Then, not, not to say he's not a talented guy. Obviously, they're not saying that. No, but just, for sure. just the way he went about it, right? It's it's a little bit. Uh, but yeah. then, on the other hand, too, like you think about a guy like Quentin Tarantino, who does kind of the same thing. You know, like he doesn't like go and like 
cut parts out of other people's movies and put them into his own, but like he'll he'll copy them so closely that it looks like he kind of did that, you know? Mm, yeah. And uh, and it's the same thing, you know, is it a tip of the cap or is it outright plagiarism, you know what I mean? Because like he's got the same kind of thing going on with like the limits of his creativity where it seems like he really speaks in like movie trope, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't really, like, write original stuff. He sort of more looks at, like, all the stuff that's ever been written and then takes the stuff that he likes out of that and makes it into something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Jimmy Page kind of has a similar creative process where he's, like, he's pretty good at creating original content, but he's 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 better at, like, looking at music as a whole and, like, taking parts of it that he likes in a cool ways that other people never would have thought to arrange them. You know what I mean? Definitely. Well, I always, like, I always think, especially with Tarantino, like, there's enough layers of you know his own sort of i guess yeah nuances or likes and then there's usually like several different things he's kind of combining he kind of makes like a freaking like a stew of a few different things that he likes yeah right yeah. And he mashes them together so it's like it's really hard to kind of pin it down whereas where if you kind of go again back to jimmy page it's like he literally is using the same guitar tone uh, like the same, you know what I mean? For like that Black yeah, Mountain side same, one specifically. Yeah, like the same attack. Like, yeah, he basically like, did. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's you know, that's a little bit no, different. No, it's, it's, it's way more brazen. You're right. It would be the equivalent of Tarantino, like, reshooting somebody else's movie shot for shot and yeah. claiming it as, a, as as his own, right? Right, right. And that's not what he does, obviously. As you say, he puts, like, a bunch of diff- a bunch more sort of, like, like nuance and subtlety and, like, yeah. nods to other you know, films that aren't necessarily related into it as well, right? But yeah, I guess the I guess the point that I was trying to make is just sort of like you know, regardless of where on the spectrum it falls, it's still <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still the same kind of approach to like yeah. making. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not it's not coming up with stuff all in your own head. It's like yeah. almost doing a survey of the stuff that you like and kind of like figuring out ways to combine it or yeah, yeah, like yeah. Marry, marry them together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No. And I have to say, I'm kind of susceptible to that style myself. Like, I actually feel like most of my work, whether it's music or art or writing, is kind of the same thing. Like, it's really hard for me to come up with original content, like, just out of thin air on my own. But, like, yeah. I, do, I do find that I make stuff out of other people's work pretty well. You know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. Which is hard because it's like, okay, well, what's the line? Like, what is what actually is theft and how much can I really reasonably show to other people without you know, the caveat that like, you know, I didn't make all of this myself. You know what I mean? I arranged it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in arrangement, I made something new, but like mm-hmm. plenty of this is stolen. Like this is yeah. stolen over here. This is stolen over here. You know? Well, let's, um, I remember there was even a Bob or sorry, a Bruce Springsteen <coughs> interview where he would, he literally showed, uh, showed, I think it was like how he wrote thunder road and he just, he liked, uh, I forget what song it was, but it was obviously, it was like an existing song and, uh, he liked the chord progression and he's just like, so he kind of was playing and singing that song and he's like, and then I, uh, I moved it up three frets and then he does, so he goes up three frets and I, I slowed it down a bit. And then, and then he starts playing Thunder Road. He's like, and then then it became Thunder Road. It's like, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, like it it happens, obviously, right? Well, like who's to say, like who's to say that you you shouldn't do that? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's still like yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he maybe he would have come up with that same chord progression just by like banging his head against a wall for like twenty years trying to find the perfect thing that would work for this idea that he had. It's reasonable to presume that he could. I mean, it's a simple chord progression. Like, there's no yeah. reason to say. 
that like he or anybody else never would have come up with it on their own on their own necessarily right right and so like if that's an inevitability like why not just go and take it you know yeah. What I mean? it's yeah yeah same thing as like fucking trying to like you have to grow your own apples if you want apples like yeah no you go buy fucking apples from the store <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like, yeah find apples lying around and you eat one like it's yeah. I don't know. Like you don't have to have an apple tree in your backyard if you want to eat apples necessarily, right? It's reasonable yeah. to postulate that you can obtain apples somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <clears throat> and like I do the same thing. Like I'll take a chord progression and just be like, "That's a three chord progression." Like, you know, that can be anything. That can be a song. That can be practice. That can be, you know, like, like a code. That can be a bunch of different stuff. And it's reasonable to presume that any human being could have could have like reasoned it out because of mm. how basic it is you know yeah and so like why can't i use it like why mm. why why do i have to come up with some fucking crazy nuts riff that's like unique yeah. to me that yeah no one else could ever no one else could ever reasonably come up with you know what i mean like, yeah exactly and then is it even going to be musical at that point when you're just like overthinking sure, yeah. it and yeah trying to reinvent the wheel yeah yeah the way that we play music there's a limited amount of possibilities you know, and so like people are going to come up with the same shit, like some of the time, at least, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. And so like, why sweat it then? You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's a lot different than, you know, I hate to keep going back to this, but like, you know what Tim did with his fucking song there? Yeah. Like he didn't just take Kurt Hammett's chord progression. Like he, he did what Jimmy Page did. He basically like stole it and like played it like the exact way that Kirk Hammett played it. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. That's and then passed it off as his own. And it's just kind of like, well, it's not really what we're talking about here, though. Like, there's yeah. a big difference between taking, like, U2's, you know, like, G, D, C progression. <laughs> right, right. You know, which they themselves probably took from somebody else, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because there, there isn't really, like, there isn't really an originator of, like, a chord progression that simple, right? Like, it just... Yeah. Yeah. It just is that chord progression and so anybody could reasonably use it. It's like we said before, it's sort of the way that you play it that makes it yeah. yours, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the inflection you go. I guess it's you kind of can compare it to like like a language, right? It's uh you, there's there's only so yeah, the, the way that you or I talk, the cadence that we speak, the words that we choose over certain other words to say the same thing that somebody else would say a slightly different way. I mean, yeah, you're going to sure. be similar the way that you communicate with an instrument. I mean, there's only so many words in a in in a vocabulary. Some people have more extensive vocabulary. Some people have uh, more simplified versions. Some people are more quiet. So I think it's just like if you kind of compare it to that. I mean, it's a mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and then again, if it's it's your own voice and, and it's coming through that way, then that's where you're you know where you're going to differentiate. But essentially, I mean, you're still using the same words and or chords or notes than everybody else is, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of that's why I always, I always like that about uh, the thing, using that comparison with music, like when you're jamming, because initially, like there's always that first five minutes where everybody's kind of stepping on top of each other. And, and, uh, and then all of a sudden there's just this like moment of calibration where everybody just kind of like, yeah, you're just kind of like communicating with each other. Right. And it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And everything just kind of settles and there's space for everybody to talk. And it isn't like an argument anymore. You're just kind of like, you're all, you know, in the zone and uh, listening, actively listening to each other and reacting to it as opposed to just kind of like, you know, acts in a way and just kind of like stepping on yeah. top and interrupting and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I used to really like that about playing music, especially like we were talking about kind of like just like jams, like live off the floor, you know? Yeah, yeah. It <clears throat> was just, you know, people kind of finding their spot and everybody like figuring out a way to contribute to something bigger that like made sense and to be able to just do it like like as it was happening, you know? Was, yeah, I love that feeling. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's super, super, um, yeah, just kind of like relaxing and I don't know, it's just like, it's so cool to, yeah, it's it gives you this weird uh like other level like awareness and kind of yeah i don't know yeah you, know, well, somebody, you can't thought, substitute with anything else really no well i mean i don't know if i told i i think i, I might, have, might have told you this at one stage but there's this there's a ted talk floating around out there and it's just like a little five minutes not even like a ted talk it's more like one of those ted sort of like uh you know how they do like a five minute like cartoon about like yeah. a topic yeah, yeah it's kind, yeah. Of, kind of more like that and it's about music basically and it's about what music does to your brain and they were saying that like basically they they were taking musicians and like putting them in MRIs and like watching what parts of their brain like light up like when they when they're doing tasks. Oh okay, yeah. And basically like they were saying that like play, playing music alone uses more parts of your brain than almost anything else that they've ever seen when they were looking at people's brains in MRIs. Oh cool. Yeah. And that uh, playing original music, like we're talking about, like making up music as you're going along, like yeah. with uh, with other people, is yeah. just like like more of your brain being used than than even that. Like just oh, you're, crazy. It's like, yeah. like fireworks in your head, basically. Like you're engaging <laughs> so much different stuff yeah. from so many different parts of your brain to be able to do that kind of thing. Oh, wow. that it's 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 extremely high level. Like it's cognitively like really really uh intense and so yeah i mean you know that and then coupled with the fact that it's like like you say like learning a new language in the sense that and that's the th that's that's the thing that they, they said in this documentary as well was that like it's it's more akin to learning a new language than almost any other acquired skill you know like it does oh, okay. things in your brain that like learning a new language does you know mm, yeah. and it is like in a lot of ways it is like speaking a new language right yeah yeah um and so uh yeah it's it's they, they figure it's one of the things that is, like, best for your brain. Like, if you want to keep your right. brain in shape, yeah. like, long-term, like, forget crossword puzzles and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. playing music, playing music with other people and playing original music rather than something that was written by somebody else. And especially playing original music, like, that is or be like a jam situation, like, where you're making it up as you go along. That's all supposed to be, like, the pinnacle of basically, like, like broad cognitive use, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, that's which cool. Is pretty, pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, no. And another reason why I'm always trying to fucking get mom to like at least try something. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's got yeah. guitars in that house, and like, you know, it's good for you. Like, it's 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 legitimately good for you to be doing these kinds of things. Like, it's good for your mind. You know. So. Yeah. No. For sure. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. I always. I. Uh, yeah. I'm always remember. I uh, hear. Well, that's like it. It uses both uh, left and right side of your brain. It kind of combines them, and yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, because like it's it's an intensely creative process, but it's also a process that requires a lot of like fine motor skills and like you know acute precision and like just like rigorous like muscle memory, like learned stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, one is like the very analytical. Right, yeah. like the actual process of executing on the music is like very analytical, and so it's very left-brained. But like what you're playing and why, and the kinds of emotions that you're trying to convey, and all that kind of stuff, that's the very like very creative. And so the right brain gets a lot to say over that as well, right? Yeah. 
So, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.